the time I would just sit there and cry in my car because I just needed an outlet away from everybody. I wasn't really upset. I was totally okay. But like I needed to like a release. Like I needed a release of emotions because there was so much going on. It was such she a was fine. Just so much going on, no but reason. there wasn't much going on. That was the problem. There That's was so the much problem. going on, but nothing was she happening. She was happy, but she was crying. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Matt, how was St. Louis? It was good. That is where you were, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I always mix up St. Louis and Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. Louisville, I Kentucky. Mean, sorry, is that wrong? Louisville. Louisville? Louisville. <laughs> yeah, St. Louis is good. It's cold. This morning when I woke up, it was nine degrees there. Ugh. Yeah. That is cold. Yeah. Matt won an Oculus. Yes, I did. At the what? event. Yes, I did. Well, let's bust that thing out. Let's get some Beat Saber going. We already have an Oculus. <laughs> well, but now side we have by side another Beat one. Saber. Yeah. <laughs> you guys would probably kill each other. Somebody yeah. would get hit in the whack, face. Because <laughs> you can't see each other. It'd be really funny. Yeah. And I am one of those people who Gets does into not it. stay stationary. No, in... neither does Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty entertaining. It's like in the Wii tennis days, you know? Yes. Yeah. A decade ago when that was... Put the strap on! You were the one that needed the strap, so you didn't and hit that, like, the TV? And had to like step into my backhand and, <laughs> you know? Nice. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. And worth playing. But yeah, Matt won an Oculus. He was voted the best presenter at this event. What? Yeah. yeah. What did you present? Shipping. Business, <laughs> best things. Business tactics and strategies. Okay. That had to do with shipping. So what are you going to do with the Oculus? Play it. But you already have one here, you said. I don't know. It's kind of, that's the kids use it. So bring, maybe bring it I'll have work. my own. That's why I think you take it to work. Bring it to work. And I'll be like, what's his name? Who does it on his lunch break in the yeah, warehouse? <laughs> I have a video of that, actually. Me too. That is awesome. That's how he spent his lunch break. Was Good yeah. for him. On the Oculus doing Beat Saver or something. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That makes me happy. He's bringing the joy to his day, man. That's right. I'm like, just do it somewhere that the forklift isn't going to be driving. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not going to see that coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do feel like I haven't been at work for like months. I feel the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were out sick before you left. And then yeah. I, I thought maybe you'd retired. Yeah. He did. <laughs> he didn't tell you, but he retired. <laughs> I do feel like we, we need to. Uh, we also ahead. have not seen each other since you got back. So that's right. Well, I just we got a chance to talk, yeah. This afternoon. I feel like we need to comment on the fact that both Matt and Steve have new hairdos. Yeah. Yeah. Steve yeah. dyed his again, bleached it out. Mine's just back to the old hairdo. I just got sick of long hair and couldn't take it anymore it doesn't and cut look it off. the same to me. I'm embracing the curl. Ah, oh, maybe that's what yes. it is. It looks Before, good. I always just like straightened it or just like yeah, slicked yeah. it back and it dried that way so it was mm-hmm. straight. So what product do you use to curl it? <laughs> I don't know, some curl enhancing fructo frala. I don't I have no idea what it's called, but something, fruit teas. Something like that. <laughs> you thinking we need to get Hank some? 
Yeah. <laughs> Hangs into his curls. Tell me about your hairdo, Matt. Yeah, Matt has a mullet. You know, I just... It's in right now. <laughs> I don't think it's called the mullet. What is it called? The, what is, is the like, 2021 mullet? I don't know. I don't know what it's called. This is the beginning of a mullet, though. Yeah, I, I needed a haircut. I needed something. I needed a trim or something mm-hmm. before I went to this conference or this mastermind. I mean, if you're going to win Best Presenter, you got to look polished. Yeah. And so <laughs> with a mullet. mullet. You got to yeah. have a fresh mullet look. Yeah. So I, I, I went down. I wasn't sure what kind of haircut I was going to get. And I just showed up and I just went with my intuition and my gut feeling as I was sitting in the chair. And the hairstylist or the barber or whatever she is, is like, all right, what are we doing? I'm like, I don't know. Well, uh, you, you got to tell me what to do. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do the mullet. <laughs> so She did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't think I, if you had told me you were getting a mullet, I would not have thought I would like it, but. Yeah, His back isn't like super long Let's, yet, but it's a good. Yet. But I when mean, it gets long, yeah, it's definitely going to perm it. <laughs> perm it. So, uh, and then you can borrow my fructo whatever. Yeah, yeah, your curls. <laughs> I guess you won't need it if it's permed. Still might need it. Mm. Needs a little curl in But I don't know. So seriously though, is it still called a mullet or is there a new name for this hair, haircut? I don't I think know. It's still called a mullet. Okay, well. Things to look up. Mullets. Yeah. We'll look it up after. The, the mullet. <laughs> The mullet what? The mullet. The mullet. <laughs> the mullet. <laughs> mullet. Yeah, Why does that remember. remind me of George Costanza? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's something you would say. Yes. <laughs> to spice it up. Spice to bring it, up, it new again. Make it fresh. <laughs> Jalen does not like Seinfeld. Oh, that's I know. A, but honestly, I can understand why. I could see why he doesn't like it. But it is kind of a bummer because it is just He's... so stupid and so like mindless mm-hmm. to watch. But also brilliant it is brilliant it is is pretty brilliant i love how every episode circles back to itself like because of their stupidity is why things ended up so horrible in the end is that like our episodes pretty pretty much (laughs) (laughs) we're 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 not not, as brilliant as seinfeld though let's not compare us to seinfeld (laughs) because uh that guy's making billions off of it so Good for him. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> okay, I, is there anything else that I was gonna that we need to catch up on? We haven't seen each other uh, for a little bit. Penny started basketball. Penny started basketball. She's never done basketball before, and it's she hilarious. Loves it. She's a natural. The kid's good. Well, so the thing that she I, is, she's decent yeah. for the amount for of coaching. Sixth she's grade had. girls, she's like she's like MVP on her team. <laughs> This is the I'm thing a little about, biased, but... This is the thing about Penny is she's coachable. Mm-hmm. She wants to learn how to do things right. And this started when she was itty bitty when she started swimming. Like she wanted to know how to do the strokes right. Mm-hmm. And so she has these beautiful strokes in the water and it transfers over to other areas of her life where she knows she has to listen to understand. Now, if we're trying to teach her something, it's yeah. thrown out the window. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if she's listening to a coach, she wants to do it right. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting it. It's been pretty funny to watch. She's, it's she's she literally has she's scored more baskets than I have ever scored in every basketball game I've ever played combined. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, yeah. I think we discussed before that I just yeah. got fouled. I fouled out. I didn't get fouled out. I fouled out of every game I played. <laughs> hmm. I didn't get it. I thought you were supposed to attack people. Everybody's bumping up against <laughs> each other. That's what you do. No. I just thought <laughs> You were supposed to like frantically try and avoid the ball. 
And if it did come your direction, throw it away from you as fast as you could. That was my strategy. There's a couple people on her team that have that I know, strategy. and I empathize with them very much. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. I love it. All right. So speaking of Penny's basketball, yesterday I was at her basketball game. And one of the girls on the other team was swearing at people and like talking smack. And she hit Penny in the chest a few times and hurt her pretty good. And like grabbed her. And like, I don't know, hit her like hard, like not blocking, but like hit her in the chest. And then (laughs) she grabbed Penny's bra at one point and like just weird stuff and was swearing and whatever. So Penny was a little disturbed about that. She came home. And she went straight downstairs and got on my bike that's on a trainer. She's like, I'm going to go ride the bike. And I didn't know why. I thought she was just excited to ride the bike. Later, I'm talking to her. Taking out some anger. Yes. (laughs) She came down to like pedal out her anger. And I was laughing, but also I was like. Healthy outlet. Yeah. Good for you. Like that is a good place to go channel it. Go pedal it out, man. Freaking pound those pedals. Have, Have you done that, Matt? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I feel like you've probably done that a lot of getting on your bike. Oh, that's one of the to, reasons why I love cycling. Yeah, you can I go be by that. yourself. And just pound the freaking pedals yeah. as hard as you can. With your ginormous yeah. legs. I, I've often had some of my best run, runs when I'm angry or sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why I was thinking about it too. As a, uh, it's an emotional outlet. It mm-hmm. is. And I remember Penny, or you, Steve, not Penny. I mean, I know that's one of your go-tos is mm-hmm. running to just run. <laughs> you have talked about this running until you cry. Run until you cry. Or just run until you don't need to cry anymore. It's a real thing. And I was pretty proud of her as I was thinking about it. I was like, good for her. Of recognizing that that was somewhere she could go to process and release that anger mm-hmm. and the feelings of frustration she's feeling. And that's what we're talking about today. We're going to follow Penny's example. And we're going to talk about, and actually this month, we're kind of talking about taking care of yourself first and how that works, has worked for us and some suggestions we have and some things we've done. Today, we're just going to mostly share, hopefully, stories of when we've done that and how it felt, (laughs) different things we've done. And as we're talking about this, I was thinking about in the last two years, something happened with exes and whatever, and I was upset and I remember just being like I'm going on a run I'll be back it was like dinner time I'll be back in 30 minutes but I need to go run for 30 minutes and I did run I ran until I cried I texted Steve <laughs> like running around crying just because I knew he'd relate <laughs> um and then coming home and being, <laughs> that's why she didn't text me <laughs> I don't run <laughs> you don't run I've only seen you cry a couple of times Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was very therapeutic to just go out. And I came back and felt more level-headed and felt like I was okay. It's taken me a while to get here where I could just run it out. Usually it takes a little more than that, but it's good think time. Do you guys have specific times that you remember something you did? It doesn't have to be working out. There was like a bit of self-care, of processing when you were in the thick of the hard crap. Oh yeah, that's why I'd go to the gym. Yeah. And just lift weights. I'd go lift weights for like an hour and a half, two hours. Was that think time? It was everything. It was me time. Yeah. 
whatever you call that. Is that called think time? Sure. (laughs) But so so like for me, I process while I'm doing it. I'm just wondering if you're processing or was it like, I don't have to think about it while I'm here. So I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Process later. Deal with it later. Running is think time for me, Jessica. I know what you're getting at there. That's where I can solve problems that seem unsolvable otherwise is when I'm running. It it like brings it into check. I feel like I gain clarity while I'm running. That's exactly what I was about to say is it brings mental clarity. Probably has something to do with endorphins. Mm-hmm. Endorphins. I'm usually running by myself. Yes. And I'm so, usually in a beautiful place in nature. Mm-hmm. It is warm. It is sunny. All good things that are conducive to that. Awesome. Also, I sometimes can think better when I'm when my body is busy doing something else. Like mm-hmm. in college, trying to sit down and read a textbook, I could not focus. I'd read a whole chapter and be like, crap, I forgot to pay attention to what I was reading. I don't even know what I just read. But if I would do it on a treadmill, put my textbook up on the front of the treadmill, I could actually pay attention to what I was reading and like retain it because I was my body was busy doing something else. I don't know if anyone else relates to that, but it worked for me. You know what I think of is Penny and how she like needs to the fidgets. fidgets, It's like a real thing. Like she needs to be moving so she can focus. And honestly, I'm a lot the same way because I have a lot of energy that I need to kill. (laughs) So doing something while I'm trying to focus helps. While I'm trying to process. So for me, some of the things of taking care of myself, I also thought of during when we were in quarantine, like everybody was in quarantine, the first part of COVID. I would leave Friday nights and my friend would sell cookies and you could pick them up Friday night off of her porch. So it was totally no contact with anybody. And I would go pick up cookies for the family. I would literally just go drive around. I'd be like, when are you coming back? I'm like, I don't know. I usually wouldn't stay out long, but go just sit in my car and create that space that I needed to process. And half the time I would just sit there and cry in my car because I just needed an outlet away from everybody. I wasn't really upset. I was totally okay. <laughs> but like I needed to like a release. Like I needed a release of emotions <laughs> because there was so much going on. It was such she a was fine. so much going on, no but reason. there wasn't much going on. That was the problem. There's so the much problem. going on, but nothing was she happening. She was happy, but she was crying. Yeah. <laughs> you can hold both those emotions. You can hold like being overwhelmed and being okay, like you're okay, but also being so overwhelmed by the situation that you just have to cry and let mm-hmm. it out. And so for me, that was one of the things I did to create that safe space for me just to leave for 30 minutes, an hour, however long it was, <laughs> and go take that space on that, a Friday night. That is one thing that I was going to bring up is because I find an outlet. My think time is my drive time. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm driving somewhere, for example, like when I go on road trips, if I go on a road mm-hmm. trip, like a business trip or something like that, and I'm driving, for example, to Salt Lake or something, mm-hmm. like that time is my think time. I have four hours that I can just... Got nothing else to do. You got nothing else to do and I can just think and process things. And I mean, a lot of times that, that equates to like new business ideas or whatever. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Because <laughs> that's what you need, Matt. Yeah. Is more new business ideas. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's my outlet, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, that's my outlet. And that's my personal outlet is finding something new to work on. Anyways, drive time. You also, I would say, like to work by yourself sometimes to let it out and to process. 
through some of the hardest times Matt and I have been through in our marriage, I feel like work has been a refuge for you. Yep. Yeah, I'll go in at 10 at night and then come home at like 2 in the morning, just work by myself. It's an outlet. It's something that is going to keep my mind occupied. I'm moving my body, but I'm thinking of other things. So, And it's nice when, and I don't know specifics of what it is that frustrated you in those moments or what you were facing, but when there are things in life that seem out of control that are not going right, it can be very therapeutic to put your energy towards something that you know can go right and can show results like work. Yep. You can go in and get something done and see the results of what you just put and your energy towards. And it's satisfying. It is. And it gives some sense of control. And I know very much back when, Jessica, when you and I split and I first came out and all those things, so many aspects of my life just seemed so out of my control that, in fact, even before that, I guess is Mm -hmm. what I was thinking back to, was when there were things that I wished I could change about myself and couldn't, things that weren't in my control, it was very therapeutic to have some things that I could control and that I could Mm -hmm. see results from and to kind of balance out the feeling of helplessness towards other areas in life that I couldn't change. So what are some of the things you did then that you felt like were that you wanted to have control or that gave you that sense of, okay, stability in your well, life? Well, remember one of those courses suggested that I find some, that I identify what traits I consider masculine mm-hmm. and men that I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. And auto mechanics was one of them. Mountain biking was one of them that I found very masculine, and I got good at both of those things. So I often think people get hung up on, and I've been here, hung up on what used to work for them. What were things that brought them peace and joy and clarity before? Mm -hmm. And they think that those things will still do that. And sometimes they do. Sometimes you have something your whole life, they'll do that. But I think like in your example that you just gave, Steve, you found something new. Yeah, I don't really do either of those things much no. anymore. I certainly don't do auto mechanics. I have no, no interest in changing my own oil or working out a car or anything. <laughs> no, but no. at the time, that was something that you loved. Like it was mm-hmm. this random thing. You hadn't done it, it before. You don't do it now. It was something I was but, insecure about as mm-hmm. a man that I did not feel like I knew a jack squat about cars and was insecure about it and wanted to develop that. And I did. And I took a junky old Volkswagen bus and turned it into something roadworthy. Yeah. And... Mountain biking, I certainly still enjoy, but it's not quite what it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now you but like back then, it was great. It was something that was new to me and very challenging and something, something that I very much admired in your dad and your brothers, Jessica, mm-hmm. and like getting good at that and actually finding out that I was quite good at it. I, I'm built for that. I have mm-hmm. quads. <laughs> so um, you can ride. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was. But yeah, those interests can change. He's not very fast on the downhill, but on the uphill, it's true. I'm yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm a. It's true. (laughs) I'm below average (laughs) on the downhill, and I'm above average on the uphill. Yeah, that's why when when we go, we kind of balance each other out. (laughs) We don't we don't see each other. Yeah, we don't ever we don't ever see each other. (laughs) I'll try and keep up with him on the uphill, but then I'll catch him on the downhill. I'll wait for you at the top. You wait for me at the bottom. (laughs) Yep, exactly. That's how it works. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's one of those things, though, that I really enjoy. I never feel like doing that. But, but when, when someone it, invites me, like you, Matt, and I yeah. get up there, I'm like, man, this why don't so I do good. this more often? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I found that if I buy new bikes, it gets me on them more. <laughs> 
I've noticed that. <laughs> so if I if I need to uh, get on a bike or do it more often, I'll just try and buy a new bike. And just get like, like you know what? I need to use that one time use bikes. Um, Matt has <laughs> tried this theory to get himself a new car. Oh, he's uh. been like, you know, I just think if I get this truck, a new truck. Sorry, a truck. <laughs> I think if I get this truck, I'll go biking more. And I'll, you know, so I'm pretty sure I need the truck for my health. So that I, I might. It's true. Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I would have let him buy the truck if he really wanted And I wanted, would have gotten but... you a bumper sticker that says, I got this truck for my mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And my physical health. <laughs> mental, physical health. Which equals crushing it. That's true. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I did see a nice truck that I would really like. We're Is not... this a recent conversation? No, this was in the <laughs> what last... What do you mean? We always have got this a new conversation. Car like three weeks ago. This is always a conversation. This is like in the last two years. Yeah. I would guess that the whole truck argument, the argument for the truck was that it would get him to ride his bike more. Yeah. That was in the last two years. Funny. And, yeah. So that and big white one? What? That big white truck? Mm, that was one of them. There's been a lot. Of them. <laughs> and Anyways, spend more have, time with I've, your kids. Is that uh, yeah. the other thing you're going to say? I haven't ever pulled the trigger on that yet, but it's it's just amazing how we can justify things. Mm-hmm. Matt's <laughs> really good at it. <laughs> so is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> we are one in the same. But also, some of that justification isn't all bad. No. Obviously, if you're running yourself into a financial whole that's not Not good good. but sometimes to push that alone be like you know what i need this you know what and i think about this like for example when penny just started basketball the one thing that you said was oh we need to go get her new shoes you know tennis shoes right Mm -hmm. and i think she was excited about that she was excited to get new shoes and try this new sport but getting those new shoes was the first step and it was like okay I'm excited to get new shoes and I get to use them for something that I'm kind of a little bit nervous about. Yeah. So, but it gave her the extra confidence, that little boost of confidence yeah. to go do it. Now she's got some new kicks and she can run up and down the court <laughs> like crazy. And it's just that little minor thing that can give you the confidence to move forward and try something new. Mm-hmm. And what is that? Right. Maybe it is a new bike. Yeah. Totally off topic here. Going back yeah. to basketball. Did you know they have COVID whistles? Coaches don't blow a whistle anymore. They push a button in their hand that makes a whistle sound so they, they can keep their masks Weird. on. COVID whistle. <laughs> I think Petty's coaches have had whistles. Yeah. No, he has a COVID whistle. He does? Watch him t- at tomorrow's game. <gasps> I haven't the noticed that. The other coach didn't, and that's oh, what okay, made that's... me realize it, Yeah, is she was blowing her whistle super late on every call, and I was like, she's taking her yeah, mask she take her, yeah. And I was like, oh, because the prior game, we were like, what? why does he have a hand whistle? Like, what's the deal with that? But that's why. Interesting. Yeah. That is super interesting. Maybe that's what got him excited about the this season. <laughs> trying <laughs> out this new also, whistle. That's the only thing that got him excited. <laughs> also, his pep talk to the girls at the first game. Because <laughs> I was sitting say? right next to him, you know, at the uh-huh. first game. He said, girls, what's going on out there? Y'all look like you're terrified. What, do you think you're going to break in half? <laughs> <laughs> That was the pep talk. Yes. <laughs> nice. Get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I 
really like this coach. He looks like totally serious. And he's just like this laid back kind of whatever type of guy. Yeah. But Penny tells me stories about him from school, and he's hilarious. Like yeah, I know she likes him. He just messes with her all the time, kind of like you and Steve would, Matt and Steve <laughs> do. <laughs> like, just teasing her, and I don't know. He's funny. I like him. Yeah. But he is. he does think those girls are pretty funny. <laughs> what do you think? You're going to break in half? <laughs> all comes at you? That's what Steve thought. Yeah, I still do. <laughs> and Steve's sitting next to him. Yep, that's what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. I know, I've been there. Yep. Stay away from the ball. <laughs> oh, man. So oftentimes I feel like people think it's selfish to do these things. And it's interesting because I have been married to both of you and have lived being the that's person. A fact. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> Like, I've been the person who has benefited from you guys taking the time to go do these things. Like, What do you mean by that? So honestly, this is why it's not selfish to take time for yourself is because Matt goes out for a bike ride to work out his stuff. Who or, knows when he's coming home? Or he goes to work. That's when I really don't know when you're coming home is when <laughs> he's like, I'm going to work at 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. But you come back like... Pumped up for life. Yes. And maybe not even pumped up for life, but at least feeling a little more clarity. You're connected to yourself and therefore more connected to me. And same with Steve. Like Mm -hmm. I remember those times when you would go out and work on the car or when you would go out for a run or on a bike ride and come home. And I got to benefit from that too because you were usually ready to talk about mm-hmm. all of the hard things we were dealing with. It's yeah. Because you had processed them. Because, I had that mental clarity. I'd worked yes. through some thoughts. I was ready to I actually knew what I was feeling now, which yes. oftentimes it takes me a while to sort through my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I always say, and that's fine. Like it's okay to take that time. That isn't being selfish. Brene Brown always says, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. And so when you can get clear for yourself on what it is you want, what it is you need. That's being kind to yourself and to the other person. Like, I love that idea, that thought of being clear. Yeah. Jessica, I know that one of the things that you've been working on probably in the last few years is trying not to feel so much guilt for going and working out or going and taking time to go for a run. Mm -hmm. Because it drives me nuts. Like, I don't think I should do that because I'm, I'm spending time now away from you, away from the kids. Like, I probably shouldn't go for a run. And I'm like, what? That makes no sense. <laughs> I got that though. It, yeah. You feel oh, I totally understand that, but it drives me nuts because, <laughs> I mean, you know I don't, the importance of it. Yeah, the importance of it should totally outweigh any guilt felt of going on a bike ride or something. I think so, a lot of time it has to do with the parenting thing, though, because like, if you're home all day with the kid, your spouse gets home. Now your spouse can take the kid while you can go do the self-care thing, but that seems selfish because now I'm just I should oh, I should be wanting to spend the right. time with my spouse and instead I'm going or I should be wanting to spend time with my kid or yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's where the guilt comes in. Yep. It's definitely gotten easier now that the kids are way more self-sufficient and yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, peace out, have fun. They can microwave their own damn hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so here's a little shout out to those of us that are single parents, part-time parents rather, part-time parents. 
we get to do that a whole lot easier mm-hmm. than full-time parents. Yeah. Like do what? Easier. We get to carve out time for ourselves a whole yeah. lot easier than someone who is in a full-time family scenario. Like that's one of the perks. Enjoy it. There yeah. are plenty of downsides, but this is a perk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like any scenario has got good and bad. And this is the good about the scenario of being divorced and being in a split family and being a part-time parent is I have penny days and I have me days. And it is very easy to plan things around what day it is that is quality time either for Penny and myself or is quality time just for me. Yeah. Now, I want to make sure that we're not advocating. If you are married and you're listening, like, stay married. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's not worth point, keeping not, it up. Yes, yeah, I'm like, just... Steve was really putting that on a high pedestal. <laughs> but here's the thing, too. Like, no one understand, like, try and figure out Fine. within your own relationship to have those boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> that's why i said there's good and bad in any scenario this is the good in your scenario yeah right enjoy yeah. the heck out of it right. Make this is your lemonade out of lemons yeah for sure i completely it has been agree. for me and also then you show up at least in my situation i show up as a better parent because i take advantage of that mm-hmm. time penny is not with me so then when she's here i'm not like oh i don't get to go do these things or oh i'm giving up this time for her that i want Instead, I get to enjoy. I get to enjoy driving around to all of the things and hearing her talk Non-stop. a mile in a minute about everything, <laughs> and recognize that I will someday miss this. And so, I think that's the benefit to everybody in that. Yeah, I was trying to think of. There's other things that I've done that, like taking the cookie decorating classes, has honestly been therapeutic. Therapeutic for me in a form of self care. An added bonus is. The girls want to come with me sometime. And Matt came with me once and yeah. would do it again. <laughs> it was therapeutic. Yeah, it's fun. And so I think, too, sometimes acknowledging that I'm doing this for myself and then recognizing, oh, this other person might want to join me. And that's sometimes that's not a bonus. Sometimes you need to keep it to yourself. I've done cookie classes where I will be like, nope, this is my class. I'm going this, on my own. This is my thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't get yeah. to have it. Tonight, I need the space. I'm yeah. going to go enjoy. Maybe that's... I'll bring you home some cookies. <laughs> That's, Maybe not. That's the funny thing is I usually don't eat them. I just bring them home and everybody else gets to eat them. <laughs> I, I eat them. You, you, yeah. always, Steve eats you them, send Matt them home with Penny them. for me. <laughs> the kids eat them. So really, it's just me giving of my my new talents to other people. <laughs> <laughs> cookie decorating is her new talents. New talents. I'm getting good. Getting better. <laughs> yeah. So next week... I am really excited for our episode. I have a lady coming in who is a betrayal and trauma specialist on how to work through those and how to take care of yourself during that time. It's always interesting because I always feel like we haven't been through, well, not more so maybe than what I feel Steve and I have been through, a betrayal trauma. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I guess I have been through some of that. It was different for me and how I experienced it. And Steve's been through trauma in a different way. So I think we've all got it. Everybody has some of that somewhere in them that we're that, processing. That we've gone through? Mm-hmm. Betrayed? Betrayed or just trauma. Oh, yeah. Some form. Yeah. And so I am really excited to have her come on and talk to us about how that can look, how you can process that and take the time for yourself. So, yeah, it's going to be I'm, good. I'm excited to hear it. This yeah. has been on my mind a little bit lately. I think you'll really like it. I had dinner with someone last night who 
has been through a very similar situation as me uh-huh. and brought up how there can be betrayal trauma on the side of someone who feels like when they came out, mm-hmm. their family, how betrayal can play a role in both sides. Someone yeah. who, who in our scenario might feel like a family has, family member has betrayed us by not supporting us. And on the flip side of that, we have betrayed our family by not living up to the expectations that we were taught by our parents and and our religion and how that betrayal on both sides has to be bridged and addressed mm-hmm. and forgiven on both sides for a relationship deal. So anyway, this has been on my mind. So I'm interested to hear this episode. Yeah, she's awesome. And she actually, on another level of that too, was a member of the church and has since left the church. And so it's kind of processed mm-hmm. all of that as well. So I think you'll you'll like or you'll relate to her. I relate to her and I haven't been through a lot of the things she's been through, but <laughs> I really enjoy her. So super excited. Anything else you guys want to say about taking care of yourself first? I think it's easier said than done. A hundred percent. Because we all think about, okay, what are the social norms right now? And trying to figure out, okay, I don't know. When I say social norms, I say like, we got to work at nine to five. We got to say expectations. Mm-hmm. Expectations but- of what is expected of me socially, but understanding, okay, what is it that I need mentally and physically right now mm-hmm. the balancing that, those out the thought that comes to mind is the number of times that i have planned to go to yoga hot yoga in the morning but didn't because i didn't get my crap together in time and i was short on time and there's a consequence for being late for work there's not a consequence for missing yoga so of course yoga is the thing that goes not a yeah. direct social consequence of course there is a consequence of physical and mental well-being yeah. but i get what you're saying of, right And Steve, I would almost challenge you. It's funny because we'll joke about how Steve is always late, but Steve (laughs) believes that he's never late. (laughs) I know he doesn't really believe that, but I think that like your mental health, if you could be on time, would give yourself more time to do what exactly what you want to do. Does that make sense? I don't know. I mean, we could all do better on anything. That's definitely an area I could do better in. Right. And I can do better of just trying to stop. Like, all right, I'm going to push pause on this one thought. And then I'm actually going to go do something that what would be considered as self-care. And I think one of the things that helped me is writing out a list of what I considered to be self-care. Because for everybody, it's different. For example, when Heather, my assistant, wrote down her list of what she considers to be self-care, she wrote grocery shopping. I was like, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to go grocery shopping. <laughs> for that for, your, not a for your own well-being. Yeah. That, that will just throw me into a mental spin. He gets so pissed when we go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but for some people, that is therapeutic. That is just a mindless wander around a warehouse full of food and whatever it is. But if you write out a list of what you consider to be self-care and then you start recognizing how much time am I actually doing those things? It's been a little bit, but but probably about a year ago, I mean, was the last time I did a self-evaluation of and timed what where I spend my time. And those can always open your eyes to where you're spending your time. What do I consider that's important to me? So you are tracking 
what you were doing yeah. every hour of the day so that you every knew 15 minutes. every 15 minutes so you knew like oh i just scrolled on my phone for 30 minutes i thought it was five yeah like stuff and like i'm that. like holy crap okay and writing it down every 15 minutes like totally blew my mind away because a lot of times you can ask somebody hey what is the most important thing in your life and then they'll say well spending time with my family or doing whatever. But like, does but does your time study actually show that? Does that time study show that? Like, show me your bank account. Like, show me. And that time study is the bank account of where you're spending your time, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, it's always interesting. If you do a personal time study, it will blow your mind of where you're actually spending your time. And if it's not things that you deem important, it's, yeah. Anyways. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to go more into some of this, of the actual advice and tips that we have okay. of how to take it. So I'm excited that you've started this off. And I'm going to try to actually, I'm going to write down right now, try to get a link to a time study sheet that yeah. if, you're, if you're interested, you could go print it off and go do that and fill out your time sheet. Time study. Yeah. For a minimum of it. two weeks. You should do that. Two weeks. Two I've week never done study. it. I've never done it. My coach did suggest that I do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you did it. Oh, yeah. It's because of a coach. Yep. Super interesting. Okay. Anything else before we close out tonight? I don't think so. All right. Good to be back. Yeah. It's good to see both your faces. <laughs> both our hairdos. In the same room <laughs> at the same time. Yep. We'll see you next week. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband-in-Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they're appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store. Just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we're going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.